Blog Talk Radio. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish. But everyone to come to repentance. There ain't no practice runs in life. This is not a test. It's the real thing. It is the ChristCast 2020 podcast. My name is Jason Dias. Her name is Kiki Kolmater. And here we are. What is this, Kiki? Week three or four of ChristCast 2020 this quarantine? Week four. Yes, yeah, a quarantine uh, well, edition. It's only so. week three for the show, but week four of quarantine. That's right. I think we broke the quarantine the first week. Or we? It was the day that it started. That's right. We did our show the day that it started here in New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. Yeah. And before I forget, just so you know, it is two generations with one mission. First of all, we gotta we gotta thank Angela Paloma. We did a special episode of the Christcast twenty twenty podcast. And I just when I set up the show yesterday for today, I saw this big spike in the red graph, which is tells us how many people listened. And Angela's show, that special episode, Kiki had more single day listens than any episode we'd ever done that was not a sporting event. That was pretty amazing. That's crazy. It was it was amazing to see. And it was a great story. Like I said, if you haven't listened to it, you can just find it in our scroll. I mean, people ask me, how do you hear this show? Even though we do have the Alexa skill, the best way, if you want to get a list of all of the shows we've done, is simply Google Christcast 2020. So hopefully, hopefully this ban or this quarantine will be lifted and we'll be able to finish our last shows the way we like to do this show, which is in person. But as of right now, we're social distancing. You're 13 miles away in a super secret location. I'm someplace in a super yeah. in a whole different county. I'm in a whole different county. A and different Kiki, county. Before we get to the break in our guest, got to thank your mom, folks. Kiki's mom makes the best worldwide pandemic masks. I went up to get the mask that your that your mom made, but um, I did run up a little. Oh quarantine care package to the super secret location out in the Bear Creek. Yeah, it was very nice. Yep, and that was cool. I already finished those goldfish. I already finished those. I I finished those in one sitting. I believe the the Pepperidge Farms goldfish, that is a one, that's a one snack. Just those bags are one snack. And and it took a lot of fortitude for me. Yeah, I love, I love the goldfish. Speaking of Speaking of fish, Jesus was walking, you know, on the beach at Capernaum and saw this fisherman named Peter and said, hey, come with me and I will make you a fisher of men. And so we had the first Peter last week and, the, and that book was so good, Peter decided to write another. And helping us with that, we're going to go up to Travis County, Austin, Texas, and visit with our friend, Daryl Wood, who is at the Presbyterian Seminary. And of course, Kiki, you go to a Presbyterian church, so that's cool. He's also simultaneously attending the famous Moody Theological Seminary out of Chicago. He's probably doing that online, but we're going to talk to him and we'll do it all right after. In the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom he made 
your name. You will always be much more to me. We are in Rome, 65-68-AD-ish, during the great persecution of Christians under Emperor Nero. Tiki, why did Peter write this book after all? So Peter wrote the book because he was seeing all these red flags come up going on with false teachings in the church, and he was really concerned about it. He was possibly facing his own death that oh, yeah. because of the church was facing external and internal threats. That also threatened the gospel that he was trying to teach there. Yeah, I was moved by the fact that he's facing his own death, and his only concern is the church, and he's writing to all the churches in what we now call Asia Minor. Let's go up to Austin Major with uh, Daryl Wood. Hey, Daryl, how are you? Thanks for hanging on. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, I'm well, welcome you. to the show. Yeah. <laughs> you heard... You heard Casey say some red flags popping up that are getting back to Peter as fast as mail by foot traveled in the first century. There's some real problems in the early life of the church, and he is writing Second Peter as a warning against false teachings and dissension in the church. Two thousand years later, it's still an issue. I wanted to ask you: You're studying to be a pastor and a leader in the church. What are some issues that need to be better taught? And I don't know that it's false teaching, but need to be better taught in modern churches circa 2020? Uh, you know, that's an interesting question. I, I think it's more, it's more of an environment that we've created, right? We've created this environment where, where people can be half in and half out. We've created an environment where, you know, uh, showing up to church on, on Sunday is the end result of being a Christian rather mm. than showing up to church on Sunday being a springboard into our Christian faith. Um, you know, the, the false teaching that, that Peter was talking about was not only outside the church, but it was inside the church as well. And so we, we as a, you know, a Christian lay person, so to speak, we show up at church and we can expect at times to hear some false teaching out of our finite church leaders, out of whoever your pastor is. They are a finite human being. And there is going to be some false teaching coming from the pulpit to us. And we must be well-versed not only in Scripture, but in ways that we can connect to God through the Holy Spirit so that, one, we can correct our teachers, and, two, we can protect our families from the false teaching that really invades our space from a 360-degree uh, you know, viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Into. But, but this has been going on since, you know, since... Well, since way before Christ's crucifixion, but, you know, this is the, the whole church reformed, continuously reformed thing. Constant schisms in the church because of the false teaching. I mean, they, they showed up very quickly after Jesus, uh, you know, ascended. What advice would you have anyone for who's thinking about pursuing a career in ministry to kind of help all those false teachings? Well, you know, first, of course, everybody needs to be connected through God. Uh, or to God through through the Spirit, and and so we have to be well versed in in the writing, well versed in our spiritual practices of of you know of prayer, meditation, fasting, things of that nature. But but let me dispel the misnomer if uh, of the if you have been called into ministry, and let me just tell you, Kiki, that everyone has been called into ministry. Every single one of us has been called into ministry. It just looks different. What we call ministry in 2020 means I'm going to go get paid by a church. Hmm. And that isn't the ministry that Christ was talking about. Christ said, 
cast down your nets and follow me. These people were, were, were spreading the good news of the gospel, right? First, we're called to love our Lord. Second, we're called to love our neighbor. And third, we're called into the Great Commission to spread the good news. If we're not waking up every day with those three things first and foremost on our mind, which is to be called into ministry, which is to minister to people, then we're missing the boat. We are all called to ministry. So as far as professional ministry goes, I would say that obstacles that we have placed in front of us, the obstacles that the world has placed in front of us, for instance, debt. Debt is a big one. I hear all the time, I would love to go to seminary, but I have this debt. Well, God is more powerful than anything that we have done previously. Trust me. If God is calling you into seminary, God will make a path for you into seminary. Hmm. Um, so there's always a way, but we must continuously pursue through, you know, using the grace of God is our power that we use to pursue God. Our eyes are fixed on things that are above, right? This is, you know, I think Second Timothy talks about fixing our eyes on Jesus who's seated at the right hand of God because that's where the action is. That's where the stuff has happened. And, and so take your eyes off the things that are right in front of you. Take your eyes off the world. Take your eyes off the problems that, that the world has given you, that you've created in the world. Set your eyes on things that are above, and you will, you will practice the ministry every day that you're called into. That is a great scripture, by the way. It's actually from the book of Hebrews, and it could have been Timothy because nobody knows really who wrote the book of Hebrews. It could have been. It could have been Timothy. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Hey, listen, very, very best to you, my dear friend, Daryl, and um, just want to thank you. We've had you on our air several times over the course of the five years that Kiki and I have been together, and we wish you the absolute very, very best in everything that you do. Thank you so very kindly. God bless you guys. Awesome. Awesome job. Great job. Yep. You know, Kiki, in this, it's a very short book of the Bible. Again, Peter is one of those books of the Bible. You you just be flipping through the chapters and you'll go right past it. I think in my archaeological Bible, it's a page and a half, and that's with the notes that precede it. And even though it's only three chapters, that Peter uses the word or a word pertaining to the word knowledge over a dozen times. So much of this book is about learning, 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 improving your knowledge of the word, of the good news, because only then can you really protect yourself when you hear things are false. I don't know about you, but ever since we started rolling through the Bible, book by book, Genesis to Revelation, I really do feel like my my understanding of the Bible has increased so much in doing this show, and I think you probably feel the same way. Oh, definitely. I feel like I have more knowledge of kind of the finer details of everything because going back and reading all those fine details, it kind of makes you realize, oh, God was really hinting at Jesus coming all the way back in the Old Testament, and it kind of just makes the picture even more clear. Well, listen, folks, like I said, we've got five shows left. We've got the three books of John, First, Second, and Third John, Jude, and then we get to Kiki's favorite book of the Bible. It's the final chapter, Revelation. Yeah. So we will get there uh, sooner than you think. I'm hoping perhaps as early as next week we'll be back doing this show the way we like to do it, which is not 
13 miles of social distance, but um, side by side. And I will tell you very honestly, Kiki, it's really starting to weigh on me what's going to happen on that Thursday morning when I wake up and realize there are no more shows left to do. It's going to be a weird thing. Like I said, if, if you are if you are interested, if you tuned in today because you heard the show with Angela Paloma, I really do encourage you just Google Christcast 2020, and you'll see we've 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 done a lot of shows. I would go back to January 2018 where we started with the Book of Genesis, and here we are uh, at the Book of Second Peter, and we say goodbye to Peter in a way here. Um, he is put to death, and as you know, Tiki, he he was he was so. He was so dedicated to Jesus Christ that when the Romans said, we're going to crucify you too, he said, that's cool, but do me upside down because I don't want to do anything because I'm not as good as Jesus Christ. I want you to crucify me upside down, and that's exactly what they did. And what I think is even more powerful is the very Rome that put him to death. If you go to Rome today, the dominating feature is that great basilica named after Peter. And it's just proof that God wins and Jesus wins no matter how many enemies are arrayed against us. My name is Jason Dias. Her name is Kiki Culpepper. And to God be the glory. There ain't no practice runs in life. This is not a death. 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 This is not a death.